0: Blog Talk Radio Blog Talk Radio
1: Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The Eleventh Commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests on Blog Talk Radio as you learn life's lessons these stories plus sharing equal success welcome and remember beware because you are entering the no whining world of January Jones
2: let me ask you a question have you ever been a new bride Or do you know someone who is getting married soon? Tell me, would you like to learn more about dealing with your in-laws, especially your (laughs) mother-in-law? We all need help on that one. (laughs) Have you ever wanted to know what your in-laws think of you? Hmm, Good question, eh? Can you imagine being in their shoes and having you as their in-law? Tell me, do you know why weddings (laughs) bring out the worst in all of us? (laughs) That's for sure. And when was the last time you heard about someone holding a grudge? Or better yet, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful with your in-laws? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today I will be introducing uh, my guest. She's been on the show before, and she is a success coach extraordinaire. She always provides us with informative and inspirational lessons and some really, really great advice. Before I introduce her, I'd love to invite you to call in during the show. The call-in number is 818-431-8506. I'm pleased to announce that our show today is featured on the front page at blogtalkradio.com. I am honored to be a featured host, and we now have one million fabulous listeners to date. Also, LinkedIn has announced that my profile was one of the top 5% most viewed during 2012, which was such a delightful surprise. Wonderful. Now, let me tell you about my guest today. My guest is the author of Don't Roll Your Eyes, Making In-Laws Into Family, and she also wrote Don't Bite Your Tongue, How to Foster Rewarding Relationships with Your Adult Children. She's a frequent speaker on family dynamics, and she is a resident scholar at Brandeis University's Women's Studies Research Center. My expert holds a doctorate in administration, planning, and social policy from Harvard University, a master's in counseling from Columbia University, and a bachelor's in American studies from Barnard. Her papers are archived at the Schlesinger Library, Harvard University. She and her husband Harris Berman have four adult children and seven grandchildren. I am pleased to welcome back to the show Dr. Ruth Nemzoff. Hello Dr. Ruth. How are you today?
0: I'm great and it's terrific to be here.
2: Oh, I know. I always look forward to your visits. We have such great shows and my listeners love you. You're one of the most uh, popular guests that we have on the show.
1: Well, so that's nice.
2: Uh, yeah. So tell us, what what's happening in your life? I wanted to share with my listeners some exciting news about uh, one of your books being nominated. Uh, could you tell us about that?
0: Yes, well, About.com
2: A-B-O-U-T
0: dot com has okay. just nominated my book as one of the top five books for parents of college kids or post-high school kids. And oh. you know what? Right. It You have to vote on it now, and you can go to about.com, and if you vote for Don't Bite Your Time, How to Foster Rewarding Relationships with Your Adult Children, maybe I'll be the
2: winner of the
0: very best book in that
2: category. Okay. Now, listeners, you've got your assignment. Go to about.com and vote for Dr. Ruth Nemzoff. And that book is called Don't Bite Your Tongue. So uh, we're going to really support this and get you nominated. And what an honor that would be. Um, Today we're going to talk about brides and weddings and in-laws, all those things that will be coming up in the springtime. Um, Tell me, why do your in-law relationships matter? Why are they so important? Well,
0: because... We think we're marrying a person, and then we discover we are embedded in a whole family constellation,
1: Mm -hmm. and when
0: bad things happen to either us or them, and to every life bad things happen, this is the group that is either going to support us or hinder us, and by the same token, this is the group that's going to ask us for support or for hindrance. Um, They'll never ask for hindrance, but that we may find that they do hinder us. So, for example, very often a couple marries and then a parent gets sick and uh, the uh, in-law discovers the uh, spouse expects that they should go home and help out the parents or vice versa. Let's say you have a baby who's sick and you need help it's most often parents who come to the rescue. And those parents may be the parents of your spouse. So that's one of the reasons. And, of course, it also matters because if you care about a person, you hopefully care about some of the people and things that that person cares about. So it's both a Machiavellian, that is a a reason of self-interest, as well as a reason of caring for another that you want to get along with your in-laws.
2: Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's uh, one of those relationships that's going to last uh, forever. You know, even sometimes when people get divorced, they still have children and they still are in contact with their in-laws. Um, Absolutely, and, and can often get great help from the in-laws
0: uh, during that period of transition. Um, so once you have children, it is a forever relationship.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's so important to nurture it. Now let's talk a little bit um, about weddings. (laughs) Oh, yes. You know, weddings
0: are such a time. They are so fraught. First of all, the bride and groom, you know, it is so filled with mixed feelings. You can be Mm -hmm. madly in love and at the same time terrified. Am I making the right decision? Because we're making a decision that's going to affect our life forever. And, um, you know, we think we're making a mad, passionate uh, heart decision, and in fact we're also making an economic decision, and we're also making a a decision which may affect where we live. It affects every aspect of our lives. And Mm -hmm. for the in-laws, for the uh, older generation, they've devoted so much time and energy and effort to are bringing up these children, and now they're putting them in the hands of someone else, and it's <laughs> sheer terror. So that's one of the things that makes it tough.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: and I think the other thing is that nobody knows their roles. Even if they've been an in-law before, just like being a parent, you parent one child, the next kid comes along and is very different, same with in-laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't know quite what is your role
2: in this new constellation. Uh, The younger
0: generation doesn't know, neither does the older.
2: Yeah, It's a very, Uh, very scary time, um, and that's probably why people have uh, issues uh, during wedding planning and during the actual wedding. Uh, We're going to take a break and hear about our host, but when we come back, Dr. Ruth Nimzoff, I'd like to talk more about uh, how the bride and groom, what they can do to help this situation. We'll be right back.
1: Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th Commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Whine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com.
2: Welcome back with Dr. Ruth Nemzoff, and we were talking about weddings. Uh, But before we go on to that, Dr. Ruth, could you share your website information and tell my listeners how they can get your books?
0: Okay, my website is com. That's R-U-T-H-N as in Nancy, E as in Egg, M as in Mary, Z as in Zebra, O-F-F as in French Fries, dot .com. <laughs> and you can get my book right there.
2: Okay, or you can
0: get it at any major website, Amazon, uh, independent bookstores place.
2: And your book is in and Kindle. And on Kindle. Yeah. And yeah,
0: electronically.
2: That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Your books are so wonderful. I recommend them for families, and I especially recommend uh, this new book uh, for brides. And th- people should think about when they're having bridal showers. What a great gift to give at a bridal shower. I, uh, I've got that on my list of gifts to give. Uh, yes, okay, and it's
0: really cheap, too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's
2: it's easier than going to the bridal registry believe me <laughs> yes okay so how can what can a bride and the groom do to mitigate the bad feelings uh between them and their in-laws what can they do to make this go smoother
0: well, first of all, remember that everyone has a fantasy about what the wedding's going to be like.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I think the first thing is for the bride and groom to realize that this is not just about you. Now, that's tough because this is a day you've been looking forward to for perhaps your whole life. Mm-hmm. But remember, this is also a graduation party for the parents. And this mm-hmm. is the day when they say, just someone else's problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's also an emotionally fraught time for the siblings because the siblings, uh, maybe they're in a bad place in their life or maybe they wish they were uh, the bride or the groom. They've just had a breakup. So uh-huh. it's really a time of, for a chance for you to really show your compassion and understanding. Now, that does not mean to, that you have to give up every single thing you want in the wedding. But Mm -hmm. think about what really matters to you, Mm -hmm. and then where can you compromise around the edges? Let's Mm -hmm. say you really want to have a church wedding, Mm -hmm. but you really, you know, the color of the napkins, you can let someone else choose. (laughs) So that might be a way to ask your new in-law what color they would like. Or perhaps you had the fantasy everyone would wear the same dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had many shapes uh, mm-hmm. of bridesmaids and, and in-laws. And so perhaps you could say, you know, just pick a color and say, I- I'd like it if you would find a dress that's maybe in the pastel range or something like that. Yeah. So to give people some input into the wedding is mm-hmm. really important. But I think that remembering that it isn't just about you mm-hmm. is very
2: important. That's great advice. And
0: also remember that you know nothing in life is perfect, and <laughs> weddings won't be either. <laughs> yes.
2: That's for sure. We know that. I've I've married uh, four kids, and boy, I've been through that drill. <laughs> what can be? And, and
0: yes. I, I was going to say not being at angry at people because they have ideas different from yours. Mm-hmm. Sort of just understanding that we all have as adults differ. We differ in our aesthetic choices, in our monetary choices. Um so just really keeping that in mind is terribly important.
2: Yeah, you need to embrace the differences. Sometimes that's hard to do, but it is one of the most important things. What about the uh, bride and groom and uh, the bad feelings with their siblings that sometimes arise during weddings? And I think this is more common than people realize.
0: Um, Well, you know, here, again, sensitivity, even just a comment. I know this is a tough time for you. Uh, I'd like you to do a reading. Or if you don't want them to do a reading, uh, would you be an usher? Or find some role, some way, way to make them feel important at the wedding. Mm-hmm. That It's a change in their life also. Remember, you are intruding on a family in a certain sense. Uh, mm-hmm. On the other hand, I hope you're also going to enrich the family uh, mm-hmm. by your presence, by your compassion, by your um, uh, kindness.
2: hmm hmm yeah, it's a uh, it's a very good advice. What about uh, what should the in law parents do to welcome the newcomer into their family and make them feel uh, part of their group?
0: Well, I think first of all, not judging them. Mm-hmm. Go in with the notion, my child picked this person. There must be something worthy about them. And try to find that worthiness rather than trying to find all the things that are wrong with the person. Mm-hmm. I think we all feel very nervous when we're judged. And, of course, when we feel nervous, we fumble. Mm-hmm. So it's a very bad cycle we get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think trying to learn about the person, trying to find what the person likes, um, what issues you have in common, uh, what things you like to do together, uh, would all be interesting. Curiosity is an, is an amazing, amazing tool. Just be curious about somebody's life, why they made the choices they did, uh, why, they've, why they like
2: knitting, for example, when you find knitting makes you nervous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about, uh, this is an interesting question I have for you. What advice do you have about uh, what should they call you? Do they call you by their your first name, as they've done before, or Mr. and Mrs., or it's very hard for some to switch over to calling you mom and dad. How do you handle that? Well, I would
0: say that in our society that is changing dramatically. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, many people um, call their in-laws by their first name. Mm -hmm. Those who feel strongly that it should not that they don't want to be called by their first name, I would suggest instead of commanding the in-law, say something like, I hope someday you'll feel comfortable enough with me that yeah. you will be able to call me, uh, give, give me a special title, uh, right. because I hope our relationship will be different from just any Tom, Dick, or Harry or mm-hmm. Jane. <laughs> so Do I think... Know? I, you know I, We do have to realize that in many of the subgroups in America, and now, of course, we are all, for us, as we always have been, a nation of immigrants, a nation of many cultures, different mm-hmm. cultures have different expectations about what you will call each other. Mm-hmm. I know that many people find it easier to call somebody uh, by mother in Chinese or Spanish yeah. or some other language because it doesn't have the same connotation as your own mother. Mm-hmm. So it's a new word. Yeah. So sometimes okay. uh, people invent words uh, to call each other. Mm-hmm. I, for example, am called by my
2: in-law children as Mother, mm-hmm. Mama Ruth. Uh, okay.
0: They decided to name <laughs> me that. That's fine with me. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what we found in our family, which uh, is wonderful and I'd like to share with our listeners, is once we became grandparents, um, our grandchildren call me more and more and my husband's called Baba. Consequently Exactly everyone calls us that. And I even sign their cards and their gifts more and more Baba. So it's so easy for everyone to call us that and it doesn't offend their parents. Um yes, and everyone, exactly. Yeah, everyone's really comfortable with that and uh I, I like it, and it's kind of our own private little uh, nickname, like your Mama Ruth. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly,
0: uh, and and it doesn't complicate the feelings of anyone uh, yeah. of the, of the other family.
2: Right. You know. Right now, Doctor uh, Ruth Nemzoff, we're going to have a word from my sponsor, and when we come back, we'll talk more about what the two sets of parents. Can do to get off on the right foot. We'll be back with Dr. Nemzop.
3: Are you a fitness professional, a trainer, or a coach? Would you like consistent and timely updates on your team's performance? We have a completely customizable app that can give you real-time information via the internet or your handheld phone. Track the performance of your client's progress with their physical fitness regimen. Track team members' performance or schedule a workout session. Meet up at the gym on the bike trail, or wherever your physical activities take you. The app is called Socially Fit, or SoFit, and can be found on the iTunes store. Look for the blue Socially Fit icon. When combined with data analysis capabilities, you not only feel the effects of your fitness routine, you also see the graphical progress of your results. The app makes the complex simple, so that more of your time is spent sculpting your physique with less time tracking your results with old-fashioned pen and paper. Download it today to begin a new year with data to show your progress in meeting your goals. Are you socially fit?
2: I sure hope so. (laughs) Welcome back to Dr. Nemzoff, and we've been talking about brides, weddings, in-laws, a lot of complicated questions. Tell me, Dr. uh, Ruth, how, how can the two sets of parents get off on the right foot? What can they do to reach out to each other? Well, the first thing
0: is, it is so awkward the way we have it set up that very often the first thing the uh, two sets of in-laws are discussing is money about the wedding.
1: Now, yeah, this is yeah. not
0: so, tr- and this is not completely true today since many brides and grooms are funding their own weddings. Mm-hmm. But when both parents are uh, planning to fund the wedding, ooh, mm-hmm. that is tough. And what I recommend is instead of uh, negotiating over every bottle of wine, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
0: that uh, perhaps they divide. One does the band, one does the wine, uh, Mm -hmm. so they're not arguing about things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's always nice to do things on neutral territory. So if at all possible, begin by calling each other and congratulating each other. Oh, no. They're saying we look forward to sharing many good times together. Simple, mm-hmm. nice, politeness. That's always a good start. Reach it out. out. Uh, doing it by Skype um, allows you to see each other. If you live in different towns and it's expensive, you might not see each other until the actual day. Um, maybe begin uh, an email or two back and forth about, something good you shared with the children or that the children mm-hmm. said to you. The children, mm-hmm. by the way, are now adults, but I'm using <laughs> the, the, the bride and groom, shall we say. <laughs> um, and beginning on this positive track is always a good idea. Oh, yeah. um, rather than beginning by telling uh, these are the things I want and mm-hmm. these are my demands,
2: um, I, I think that can be
0: very useful.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I always joke about as the mother of the bride, you've got so much to do, and as the mother of the groom, my advice is to wear beige and keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Well,
0: um, I think it serves both well is that when they open their mouth until they really get to know each other, they Mm -hmm. open it in a courteous way.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, what about unmarried partners uh, of new and old family members? Well, How, do, how should you treat them?
0: Well, this gets, can get really complicated because families <laughs> may have very different values on this. So I would say that in the, each, the, each case, the bride needs to decide for her family and the groom for his family. Mm-hmm. By that I mean is, if the bride... Feels a closeness with a long-term partner of the mother who is not the biological father or is not the uh, adoptive father or not the married father, mm-hmm. but she wants that person to walk her down the aisle, that is the bride's choice. And the, the groom's family is just going to have to realize that certain relationships are important within each linear family. And um, mm-hmm. by that, I mean, uh, they, they may not be thrilled that it's an unmarried relationship, but, you know, in our society now, both generations are coupling but not married, sometimes for economic reasons, all sorts of different reasons. Oh, uh, no. So, I, I think that it's very important that each the groom decides for his family and the bride decides for hers.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's... If the other family feels uncomfortable, to try explaining it, Uh, you know, this is why this person has been very good to me, been a part of my life for the last 10 years. I feel very close to them. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is such good advice. And and also I'd like to include in this that I think it's so important to keep your sense of humor about the whole thing. Everyone needs to just relax and uh, get to enjoy each other. Don't you agree?
0: Oh, yes, thank you for bringing that up. It is totally so much humor is needed. And you know what else I'd advise? I'd mm-hmm. advise have a good friend you can complain to. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes we are angry and upset. Sometimes we can do it with our spouse. Sometimes with just a good friend. And, you know, we feel much better after we've complained rather than complaining to our child or to the other in-laws. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you have to squelch yourself. You just Mm -hmm. have to find a way to deal with your feelings that may not be public. But, you know, we do this all the time in our work, right? Mm -hmm. We're orally upset, but we don't go screaming to our boss, right? right? We maybe go home that night and complain to one of our family members or a friend.
2: Well, well, you know, I, I have a whole chapter in my book about what best friends whine about together. <laughs>
0: yes. I know you don't believe in whining, but I think whining is wonderful off offstage. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, and I would
0: also say that, that the way I've organized the book is I actually have questions at the end of each chapter. Uh-huh. And those are, you can use those questions to talk about some of these issues with each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, with the younger generation or the older generation, or with friends. And people say that that's really a terrific
2: tool. Oh, absolutely. You know, Dr. Ruth uh, Nemzoff, as always, you are wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on my show again, and I look forward to having you back many, many times. Well, thanks so much. I always enjoy uh, chatting with you. (laughs) <laughs> me too <laughs> to my listeners we hope you've enjoyed our show today and be sure to catch this interview and all my other amazing guests with constant streaming at com 24 7 my upcoming guests for the rest of this week are all exciting energizing eclectic they will amuse and they will amaze you this is the show where you hear inspiring information that will help you to become successful, too. If you've enjoyed our show today, please click the follow tab under my picture and become a regular listener by registering with blogtalkradio.com slash January Jones. I would love to welcome you to our wonderful no-whining world. We love sharing our stories and secrets of success. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it. So for now, dear friends, stop whining, start smiling, start sharing our show with everyone you know, and if that doesn't work, start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Thank you, Dr. Ruth Nimsoff, and remember to go to About.com and vote for her book. This is January thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take
1: care and stay safe. Thank you. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life.